by amp2tv.square. The opinions expressed on the following sponsored program are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of this station, its staff, management, or sponsors. It's lunchtime, and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat in the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your host, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in toll-free 888-994-4995, Studio A, right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. Hour. You, you saw what I wrote? I wrote Mad Brunch Hour. Mad Brunch Hour. Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to Live Brunch Hour from WWNN 95.3 FM, 96.9 FM, 1470 AM. Give us a call at the radio station. Say hi to, is it Ryan or is it Rich? Mr. Radio. Mr. Radio. Wait. Mr. Radio, you there? 888. Yes, it's Ryan. Good morning. Good morning, Ryan. 888-565-1470. Now, do you see what's going on here? The flat Freddy. That's, first of all, stop calling it that. This is double-headed Freddy. <laughs> this is to confuse everybody that, yes, there is two Freddies in the house. You know, that was made when our producer, Alana, went for Miss South Florida Fair, and you weren't unable to come. So we had to always have you on my left shoulder, so you were in every picture on my left shoulder, and then she won, and you were in the picture with us as she won on my left shoulder. You're like the great gazoo, you know, the angel on one side and the gazoo on the other telling you what you should be doing. I got to tell you something about this. It looks like it got partially little wet. It might have. It was in my purse. It was on the bull. It was a lot of places. It had it's a, a little lot of bent and a little wet there. It was in my computer bag. Who made this? Alana, Alana did. Well, of course she did. Crazy. Of course she did. Yes, I know that, but then right it'll be triple header. It'll be triple header. Yeah. Right there with us. How was your weekend? How do you do that? My weekend was <laughs> fantastic. Football fun. Did you see those games? Oh my goodness. Were they tremendous? And now, then the last, the last game was the best game. That's the one that they scored like 100 points in like a minute. Kansas it's City. funny. Yep. Linda goes, there's no way in the world that they're going to score this meeting, Buffalo, with a minute and two seconds. So I said to her, not only are they going to score, they're going to score with time left. And that's what happened. Too much time left. They scored with 13 seconds left. Casey came back and tied it with 13 seconds, and then they went on to win it. Fantastic. Right? Fantastic. Congratulations to both teams. Now we have some interesting deals coming up. I'm Who still waiting like? to find out. I'm thinking it's going to be San Francisco, Kansas City. So you got San Francisco is playing at the Los Angeles Rams in San Francisco. And then you have the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Cincinnati Bengals in Kansas City. I like both home teams, San Francisco versus... Cincinnati? No, versus Kansas, Kansas City. City. We'll have to see what happens. And if you, were to, if you were to put that together for me, I think Kansas City wins. It'll be interesting, right? 
Very interesting. Came down to, you can see, it was totally evenly matched up because it came right down to those last kicks. I always tell you, it's the last two minutes of the football game. Ladies, that's all you got to pay attention to. Our guest is shaking her head. The last two minutes, and wow, these last two minutes, if you think one minute doesn't count, 17 seconds counted and they scored. Eight seconds and they scored. When you see overtime. football, what do you look at? The seconds on the clock? Is that true? Women, that's what they look at? 100%. Yeah, right. That is all we look at. Right. Uh -huh. Listen, yes. who do you want in the next two games? Who's playing? I just told you. I told you. Kansas City and San Francisco? Kansas City. And we can't bet because those are the teams I'm rooting for. I, you know, I'm thinking Cincinnati could have, a, could have a good feel on this one, but I'm thinking that San Francisco on the other side. Everybody's telling me that Cincinnati is the Cinderella team. And I don't think so. <laughs> so you watch football all weekend? Yeah, well, I did, I did some work. I did some stuff. Hard to believe it's Monday again, right? No. Every, every day after Sunday, it turns to Monday. I don't know. And we well, have Miss South Florida Fair running our board for us. We've got Alana Shearer joining us. Yes, it should never be the same. You know what happened to her, right? She got to birth a... No, She got to kiss that. a pig yes. and watch the birth of a cow. Yes. How do you kiss did a pig? Did he turn into Prince Charming is my question? He did not. How do you kiss a pig? Very carefully. Because On his schnoz? They had us take, did you know, pigs are very motivated by treat reward. And what's a perfect treat for a potbelly pig than a vanilla wafer? It's almost like the vanilla version of an Oreo cookie. I saw that in your mouth. Yes. So they did not have the cute little piglet that the girls <laughs> usually kiss and hold. Yeah, they the said, I'm pig? sorry, ladies, that we only have the pot belly pigs today. So we took one in our mouth. We had to bend down and uh, we had to look out for their teeth. As they well, why would you do that? It didn't bite you in the face. Because it is the tradition that whoever is crowned queen of the fair and the South Florida fair has been around for over 100 years now. So it's quite a tradition that the young lady who's given the opportunity, given the scholarship, has to kiss a pig while at but the But that's fair. the wrong pig. Well, it was the pig that was there that day. You could have gotten a two-legged pig. So she had to kiss the pig through oh, stop. a vanilla I'm gonna, cookie. I'm gonna... But there's a cookie in between. Yeah. It, our nose is bumped, but it wasn't like it was a lip-to-lip -lip action and going on. And then the on. birth you saw of a, another calf? Yes, we got to witness and watch the birth of a calf, which was... Very special. My mom even got emotional, <laughs> but it was very educational. Uh, it was a baby boy named Jackson, and we had the privilege of even getting an up close and personal encounter with him uh, about three hours just after he was born. It was your mother. Sweet your mother got emotional. What do you mean she got emotional? Well, it's it's very special to watch the cow going through labor you can tell she also has a lot of pressure on her because they make it an educational experience so there's people quietly watching around all eyes are on her looking for this baby cow and you want to make sure everything is done safely correctly and that it has a healthy birth so does she do it on her own or does a vet or vet tech help so there is someone on hand who is working for the farmer who owns the cattle um he owns all the the pregnant cows that are in the maternity at the fair. <laughs> and um, what happens is when, when the mama goes into labor, they will check to make sure that the calf is facing the correct direction. And um, if, if it is unfortunately not, then yes, they will be very hands-on and helping, but they prefer it to be natural. For the calf that I was able to watch be born, um, everything was in great positioning. However, when the first two hooves came out, they knew it was gonna be a very large baby. So we got to actually watch them properly and safely help the mom give birth because of how large the baby cow was. He looked like a big 
baby. He was, we were trying to ask, you know, they don't have a scale right there handy to, to weigh him, but they were guessing about 90 pounds is wow. what that baby was. The Big mother boy. must have said, boy, I'm glad this thing is out of me. Okay, <laughs> what do you mean pointed in the right direction? There's only one direction. Correct. Well, so sometimes cows can turn around in mommy's tummy. And so when a cow is, a baby calf is being born, you want the first two hooves to be the front of its body. A bridge but calf. sometimes cows can turn around in mommy's tummy. Yes. Bridge wow, calf. you are the perfect Miss South Florida fair queen, so all I can tell you. <laughs> do you know how many stomachs a cow has? Three. Four. Really? Another one I was thought it was two. Stomach, a uh, cow has four stomachs. Because they chew, they cut. It comes back up. Mm. <sighs> wow. I've learned. I've been maybe learning would, so maybe much. I'd feel better if I had four stomachs. Let me ask you, if have they... One hurts, the other one would feel good. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have one stomach. Let me ask you, did they have you milk a calf? Uh, a cow? I milked a cow actually last night. I was not in Crown and Sash, but um, I've made some friends with the farmers over there who I, I that's where I've been learning so much about Florida agriculture, um, specifically with dairy farmer dairy farms and show cows. And he showed me how to milk a cow. It's a lot harder than what you would imagine. Um, the way that you have to pinch and hold and grab. And uh, they actually even showed me the contraptions that they hook their cows up to for the machinery because a cow has to be milked at least two to three times a day so that it's not uncomfortable. So they let me even hook up the equipment to the cow. Wow. Who knew the fair had so many learning experiences? It's a, it's a, it's a milking process. It's a whole <laughs> agricultural experience. Besides the rides and the food and the vendors, there's a, a whole lot of other things. You've got a senior bake-off today. Yes, there's lots of activities. Check the schedule, whether you can, you can download the app, South Florida Fair app, or you can go online for their daily schedule. There's fun for the whole family, lots of shows even, from ice skating to light shows, a little taste of Vegas for you. but. Wow. There's lots to do, and the theme this year is rockin' robots. So if you have some little ones, definitely check out all the robots going on in the Expo Center. Are you going to be there this week a little bit? Yes, I will be there throughout this week. You could catch me during the parades. This Wednesday is bike night. Again? So Yes, every Wednesday night happens twice. Uh, we have anywhere from like four to 600 motorcycles actually have a certain time throughout the night that they drive through the parade so you can catch me and my sister queen miss palm beach county driving up behind the very first two motorcycles wow you won a big hog we saw the pictures yes nice harley davidson very nice bike did they drive you around the fair they did it was my first time ever on a motorcycle i've never been on one before so it was very, very fun though so you're gonna buy one now? Oh, i don't know that we're jumping to that yet but they're a lot of fun they are very fun Senior Bake Off, a whole lot of how old is this? How old you got to be to be in the Senior Bake Off? Um, I do not know if the exact rules on it. I was going to peek on in. They've been having some great judges lined up. I'm not sure what it is they will be baking today, but I brought my chef coat from school for my hospitality degree. So I will pop on my chef coat and my crown and sash to come say hi and meet everyone. So I'll have to give you the scoop. She's definitely enjoying it. Our she, media she, passes she's will such be a, in, are being going to be processed in the works, so we can a, go do what we got to do. She's such a farmer. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Give us a call, 888-565-1470. When we come back, we've got Cherie Ben-Joseph of KidSafe Foundation because January is National Human Trafficking Awareness Month. So we're going to bring her in and fill in up some information. 888-565-1470. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. remain undiscovered and flavors are infused with the essence of mysterious voyages. 
the distillery became one of the few women-owned craft spirits production sites in the U.S. From our award-winning spirits of vodka and rum to delicious gin, we're always coming up with some new and exciting flavors to keep your cocktails delicious and fresh. Proudly distilling out of West Palm Beach, Florida, Lost Harbor Spirits is a true treasure waiting to be discovered. Contact Palm Beach Distillery at lostharborspirits.com to take a tour or purchase your favorite spirit at your local liquor store. Money has been a year like no other. 2020 The Game is an accelerating board game where players struggle to collect 270 electoral votes and win the White House. All while navigating through the challenges of a global pandemic, an international toilet paper shortage, the invasion of murder hornets, state of emergency lockdowns, and civil unrest, just to name a few. Roll the dice and see what fate awaits you. Purchase yours today. Available at 2020-thegame.com. Palm Beach Outlets, Amazon, and Walmart.com. Creative, enchanting, whimsical. Artist Gina Bella is always creating artwork based on real stories and emotions. Expressed through Italian papers, paints, flowers, metals, and clay, her feelings and stories come to life. Complete with glittery diamond dust over paintings and pottery, Gina Bella is always creating new pieces and commissions. You can find her work in staging homes, family Christian bookstores, New Jersey boutiques, and the Brooklyn Cafe Gallery, where she offers personal guided tours of her latest art pieces. Gina can also be found hosting weekend art camps, where she teaches adults and children pottery, painting, and jewelry. For more information on Gina Bella and her art, contact livinglifeartfully at gmail.com or give a call to 954-857-5444. Have you been injured in a car accident, slip and fall, or through the negligence of another? The lawyers at Shane M. Farnsworth, PA, have over 40 years of combined experience representing injured individuals and their families. Call us today at 561-372-8337 for a free case evaluation and the answers to your legal questions. Were you injured in an accident that wasn't your fault? Don't let the insurance companies take advantage of you. Contact us now to learn about your options and to protect your rights. Coffee News is a fun, family-friendly, weekly publication provided free to restaurants, coffee shops, and waiting areas for customers to enjoy. Grow your business today through the power of effective, affordable advertising. Coffee News is an active marketing medium specializing in the ongoing weekly promotion of your business. This builds awareness for your company so you become known as the leader of your industry and develop brand awareness so people think of you first when they want your services or products. Maximize your visibility and achieve outstanding results. For more information on Coffee News, contact sunrisecoffeenews at mail.com or give them a call at 954-951-7870. been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. This segment of the show brought to you by Shane M. Farnsworth, attorney at law for all your personal attention to legal needs personal injury, car accidents, truck accidents, motorcycle, slip and fall, wrongful death, 
Give him a call at 561-272-8337 or farnsworthlaw.com. And get in contact with us, and we'll give you one of these what-to-do cards and put it in your glove compartment. Something, God forbid, happens. You have a card. You call the attorney. It tells you exactly what to do to get that right, which is vital. He's got you covered. So yes. as we approach the end of January, January happens to be National Human Trafficking Awareness Month. So you got to make sure you put the awareness in there because it's what we do to prevent it, teach our kids, keep them safe. And we've got Sheree Ben-Joseph of Kids Safe Foundation. So it's kidsafefoundation.org if you want to look it up, get involved, and get information. So welcome, Sheree. Thanks for having me. Just got to get you closer to your mic so they can hear you over sure. in Radio Land. Awesome. Thanks welcome for back. having me. We haven't seen you <laughs> since the holidays, so welcome back. It's nice to have you back joining us. I appreciate it. Tell us about Kids Safe Foundation. So we are a local nonprofit organization, and we serve uh, Florida and the nation to prevent child sexual abuse, exploitation, and uh, on uh, online exploitation and trafficking for children. And we do this through education. We educate the kids, we educate the parents, and we educate the professionals who work with kids. And you have an online curriculum that is available for everyone to go in, download, and use. It's free. Correct. Correct. So we launched, we usually teach in person back in the day. And we realized we need to reach more children. How can we do this in the best way possible? So we created a model where we have this online platform. It is called, our program is called Stay KidSafe. It is on learn.kidsafefoundation.org. And uh, qualified educators like teachers, school counselors can go onto the platform and they can literally see all the lessons for kindergarten through grade five. We focus on early learning. They go in, they actually can look at all, the, they have every material they need, lesson plans, lesson guides, and especially our 3D animations, which are very exciting. And each of the animations, our Kids Save Kids, our characters, introduce the skills to the children. And it helps set the tone for the lessons. And then the teachers follow a guide and it's really built for educators. So it's easy, it's turnkey, it's fun to do, and the kids love it. And while they're loving it, they're learning lifelong important protective skills. And it's more than stranger danger we talked about before. It's not yeah. what we learned, don't talk to strangers, because ultimately you, the statistics show that more often than not, people know who their predator is. Yes. It's not a stranger. Yes, and, and this is such an important thing that we've all had to unlearn because we grew up with stranger danger. 90% of the time, a child is harmed by someone they know. And even in the world of trafficking, the kids are groomed. It could be by a friend in their school, it could be by someone they meet online, but they still go through that process of grooming that occurs with also with child sexual abuse. So the idea is to teach them skills that help them from a place of empowerment and not fear. So stranger danger, scary, and not helpful. Protective personal safety education, empowering, and life skills. So we teach them how to access help, who are their trusted adults, good secrets versus a bad secret, how do things make them feel inside, and use that as a gauge of, oh, this is probably too much for me to handle, I need to access help from a trusted adult. This is making me feel uncomfortable, hmm, I better go get some help. 
And these are the skills that we teach them in kindergarten through grade five. What type of skills are they? Is it if they touch me wrong? But before it gets to that, there's some other red flag cues. Yes. That we want these kids to pay attention yeah. to. Yeah. So we start off with really basic skills of a child having a safety voice, basically giving them permission to speak up. And often we kind of don't do that. We sort of, as, as a culture, we sort of frown upon listening to kids and we don't sometimes want to hear what they have to say. So part of it's education of the children about their safety voice, but also about the, to the parents and the teachers how to respond when a child says something that might make us uncomfortable. So we start with safety voice and then we head to circle of safe adults. What's a safety voice? Oh, okay. Give me one sec. <laughs> So literally your safety voice is that voice inside your head that helps you make safe and smart choices and gives you the opportunity to speak up. So I could use an example with a peer because we want them to use their safety voice with a peer as well, a friend. A child is asking them to uh, light birthday candles. I'm talking about a five or six, you know, seven year old. And the, the child says, no, I don't want to. Let's do something else. That's using your safety voice, being assertive teaching them how to be assertive, not to be aggressive, we're not asking them to be aggressive, but to speak up and not just go along with something just because they're being asked to by a peer. And they learn this at a young age, in kindergarten even. They learn this in kindergarten, and the idea is that we teach in a way that it's reinforced throughout the years. So the example for safety voice at an older age might look a little different, might sound a little different by fourth grade. But the idea is that our kids, need, our kids are making decisions every day about their personal safety. We cannot be with them 24-7. And we don't want to be hovercraft parents. We want to raise kids that are independent, that are thinkers, that know how to handle everyday issues that are going to come up online and in person. And then also know, okay, this one's crossing a border or a boundary for me. This I need to involve a parent with. Parent or teacher. I got to tell you, if I had kids now, I probably not have kids now. Well, when I when <laughs> I, I knew then what I know now. When, when I had Freddie and Gio, they were they had a lot of friends, and Giovanni was the one that I always had to keep an eye on because he would go visit people in the houses, and I wouldn't hear where he was for hours, and we put an end to that. And the way I put an end to that was I went to the house. You see, coaching had its advantages because it gave me a sheriff bash. When they said coach on there, they knew I was the coach is coming. So that was an advantage, but I was never comfortable having my kids disappear in people's homes. And it isn't that I'm saying somebody was a bad person, good person, I don't care. So I had this badge that I used. I bought 27 coaches shirts because I used to visit everybody in my neighborhood because my kids kept disappearing, Gio kept disappearing because <laughs> he liked to talk to adults. So when you have a kid that likes to talk to adults, you got a major, major problem. And remember, we talked about this. Don't think you know your kids. You don't. What you don't know about your kids is what you got to learn. And that goes on until they're 25. Maybe, maybe older. <laughs> it all depends to keep them out of harm's way. So there's this whole chemistry you got to learn about your own kid and friends. But I'm going to jump in on that because that is so interesting. Because when we grew up, we left the house in the morning and we didn't come back till you know the end of the day. And the reality is, your children are at higher risk when they're going out and about and visiting other people's homes and having sleepovers. So our philosophy is let's teach them the skills 
that they need to know if something's crossed the line and to come to you for help or something made them uncomfortable before it crossed the line to get the help. Or, um, and teach ourselves, what, how do we screen mm -hmm. the people that our kids are with? How do we help, you know, what do we need to know to help make a safer and smart choice of where I am leaving my children? And not go along with, okay, you can sleep over this house, you can sleep over that house, just because everybody's doing it. You know, I remember Chelsea was doing sleepovers in elementary school. And I called and I said, do you have a firearm in your house? And she was mortified. How can you do that? And they, in fact, did. And I said, you cannot sleep over. Now, Chelsea's 29, so it's a long time ago. Sure. She was mortified. And I don't know if that mom and I ever communicated again. But for whatever reason, I felt I didn't know them. That was what I was worried about at the time. I did not even think about this human trafficking this never even came to our, my forefront till i started working with you i never even knew this even existed especially in south florida right and when you say that um i'm also thinking about child sexual abuse because if you send your child on a sleepover you should know if the other siblings are also for example having sleepovers so you might have a nine-year-old child going on a sleepover but is there also 15 year olds in that house as well that's right. And you have to make a decision. Right, is how that... do we parent and not have a nervous <laughs> breakdown? Well, that is exactly why we teach what we teach, because we don't want parents having a nervous breakdown, <laughs> and we don't want parents hovercrafting. We don't want them to be that helicopter parent. We want them to build their own confidence. We want teachers to have more confidence in this subject area of child sexual abuse and trafficking prevention with the idea that if we teach skills to children, then they will come to us when they need help and or we will be better eyes and ears and see the red flags in our community because it remember it's people we know and trust so it's either in our family or on our block or in our place of worship or in our school or in our sports activities that you were mentioning that's where we need to be eyes and ears how are people treating each other is something giving me a red flag and we have resources on our website at kidsafefoundation.org where parents can go in and read blogs and and have tips and little and video vignettes where they can see and learn well what do i have to look out for you know because that's that's really what it comes down to is the more we know the better we do so this is more than just human trafficking that people say oh my teenager is at a hotel i met a stranger online and got picked up and now we can't find them this is just even going to other people's houses, how to stand up for yourself, how yeah. to respect your body and empower who you are and what you have to say. Yes. I gotta so, tell you, I, I must, there must be something wrong with me. Not only was I a helicopter parent, I was a jet, a jet that did the same thing. <laughs> but it isn't even, it, it's even, even dumb now at this age, I don't trust nobody. I got trained by New York City Police Department. Okay. And the New York City Police Department, there's two looks. There's the look of normal, and then there's that other look. And if something just doesn't feel right, you gotta you gotta listen to it, and you gotta talk to your kids. You see, if you don't talk to your kids, you're not. This information right. is gonna work, right? Right. So there's an old saying among kids: you don't snitch. Snitch. Snitches get yeah. Bitches or whatever. Stitches. Stitches. Okay. So I don't want to be a friend to my kid either because I'm his parent. Right. So I used to get information from other kids in the circle. You should have seen, I had it all scoped out on the football teams in high school. But you were 
are the safe zone. You had everyone's kids over who you thought and were in danger. Parents. And their parents. Interesting. Because if their parents didn't come over, the kid couldn't stay over. Because I was begging them to see what was going on. And the parents were more than welcome to stay over as well. See, I wasn't this go and stay at, Freddie knows, I go and stay at somebody's house. Uh-uh, that all happened after me and Michelle broke up in high school. I was not, that was not the friendly zone for me. Because you don't need a whole lot of room for a mistake to happen. And then don't create a mistake you can't get back from. And I don't care if you're that age. I don't care about these kids in here. I don't care who it is. My antennas are always up. Remember we were at Walmart and that kid was walking with that man and she put her hand behind her back. And I could tell you, I swear, I saw the sign. You know the sign, the mm -hmm. signal? So we followed him into Walmart. And apparently that was his niece and everything was okay. That was that time. Okay, so I was wrong. I'd rather be wrong than to be right. So I'm going to jump on something you said using the word snitching. You know, and some people say tattletaling, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. We need to change the culture of that. Yes. Otherwise, kids are going to continue to suffer in silence, either because they're being trafficked or they're, and, and understandably, all children are frightened. They're fearful for their safety. They don't know what will happen if they, uh, if they reveal, if they disclose. So we teach a very specific lesson right off the bat in the beginning about good secrets and bad secrets. Now, a lot of people say we shouldn't teach kids about secrets at all. We should have no secrets. Not realistic, not realistic. Grandma's always gonna say, I'm giving you the extra ice cream, you know, don't tell mom and dad. So, you know, we wanna stop doing those types of things because it, it sets kids up. But there is a difference between a good secret and a bad secret. Yes, sir. And simply a good secret has an ending. And while you're keeping it, you're excited and happy and it feels good inside and it feels good to the other person as well. And once it's revealed, and you can reveal it, everybody's excited about it, like a surprise party or a birthday gift you brought for your sibling, you know, that kind of thing. But a bad secret's different. A bad secret, it's a weight on your shoulder. It feels heavy, it's scary. You're worried about something, you're afraid to reveal it. It could be for a child, it could be that they were online and they saw accidentally or on purpose, they saw pornography and it was frightening to them. And they are afraid to tell. Why are they afraid to tell? For many reasons. One is the parent might take away their technology and they're going to get in trouble. But we need to teach kids that it's okay to, say, to, to share those bad secrets. Those are exactly the kind of things we want them to talk, to talk about, even if they're afraid to tell. That's the idea. We say this out loud. When we give kids permission like that and we're talking about it, those kids are more apt, if they have an issue, to genuinely come forward. Good point. New world order. Grandparents are great assets for grandkids to talk to. And you know something, if you give them this ice cream, instead of coming down, oh, you know, don't give them sugar, I don't want to hear it. Because you had plenty of sugar when you were growing up, Freddie and Gio. <laughs> you know what? At least he'll talk to me. Use your head in the situation. If you don't use your head, you're going to end up really getting hurt. Grandparents are great assets because they're not mom and dad, okay? And you can get stuff from other kids if you relate to them. Sure. So you have to talk with kids, not add kids. Remember the little, the little scratch button I gave Gio because yeah. he was talking to school and then he would do this to stop him from talking? There's a lot of different ways of getting inside the circle, and you, and you got to do it. So I'm putting it out there. The resources that we provide now, especially on Zoom, 
we do parent seminars, we do grandparent seminars, we do, you know, how to talk to your children about their body parts, whatever. We cover all of this stuff and it's available. And it's great to talk to grandparents because they, number one, will raise their kids differently and we need to bring them up to speed as well. But they can be a person in their child's circle of safe, in their grandchild's circle of safe adults. But we need to teach them how to respond. That's true. That in, is true. In you the right have, way. They have to have the same responses that are being taught in school, same responses Correct. that mom and dad have. Correct. And like if, if a child discloses to a grandparent and the, and the grandparent says, oh, no, Uncle Joe would never do that, well, they just shut that child down from right. disclosing something really important. They might never, you know, disclose again. And they're not listening to what the kid is saying. Correct. They're, they're ending their sentences. So educating is important about how to be comfortable talking about she, all this She's patient. Stuff. There are other socioeconomic pockets in every community. How do we target everyone to make sure these resources go across the board? So this is why Stay Kid Safe is free. We can, we want to be able to reach every school in every community across our nation. We don't want uh, someone saying, oh, well, I can't pay the $250 it costs for a school to have this program, et cetera. It's not, that's not what the price, there's no price. So, you know, we don't want any, any, any uh, issues, roadblocks. And that is why it needs to go into every school. And the idea is that the teachers and the school counselors teach it to the kids in the classroom. That teacher then is both learning the skills as they go along, integrating and to create a culture of safety in their classroom. And then if a child discloses or has a question or concern, even if it's two or three months down the line, that teacher knows what that child's talking about. And then all of the resources that we built into the program, let's say it's Circle of Safe Adults, and the kids say, oh, we, we have two minutes before recess. Can you play Circle of Safe Adults animation? Boom minute and a half, she's just reinforced those skills. Boom. And so that's the kind of culture we want to create in schools with this program. And then it goes, it builds on skills, K to five. By grade five, you're talking about some pretty important, serious stuff, as well as grade four for digital, for online safety, for digital safety. And what we have found, the kids that are now going through puberty, they're younger mm -hmm. and younger. We had someone Eleven. in the studio. Nine. <laughs> nine. Yeah. The nine-year-old girls now are going yeah. through pu puberty. Yeah. For whatever reason, y'all want to talk about hormones or whatever it is in the out there. But nine years old, so yeah. you know what that means. Yeah. Problems. More problems. More yeah. issues. Listen, the Oakland A's signed a 13-year-old kid to a contract. It's called a futures contract. He's 13. He was a catcher. At 13 years old, he could throw it across the river. I mean, the kid has a great arm. So they're going to pay for his school. They're going to pay for college. They're going to pay to have him here. There. He's, 13. He's 13 years old. Are you kidding me? This kid is playing Little League. And because the parents want to be the parents that have the major league star, they say yes. And what a problem that's going to be. It's, it's going to be a complicated life of for course, him. Of course, but we are... Even child stars on TV. But we're complicating the situation. Yeah. You know, we used to hang out all day, but I never went to people's houses, and we used to play in the street, and Mom used to say, okay, got to come up to do your homework or do it before you go, and then I want you home by dinner by 6. Don't be there at 6.01. 6 was <laughs> the game, and we did it, and I got to do everything I wanted to do, and I still was an A student because I got Mom's and Dad's blessing. So you're going to have to learn to talk, get educated, learn to talk to your kids, because it isn't as easy as yelling at them and say, do what I tell you to do 
or else. That is an education. You can stay a little bit? Yeah. Stay a little longer? All right, let's take a commercial break. We got so into it, I forgot our last break. Give us a call at the radio station. Say hi to Mr. Radio, 888-565-1470. Let us know if you have any questions or you have any information. You can download it. It is free. All of this information, learn.kidsafefoundation.org. Free. Free. Freddie. It's free. 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 And you know what? It costs you nothing. It if costs it you costs nothing. you nothing, why don't you uh, take... <laughs> and there's more kids homeschooling nowadays, and parents have to go get their third, fourth, fifth job, and they got to leave them with somebody. Listen, wise up. And this is not me telling you what to do. This is just telling you it could be an issue. Be smart and do the right thing. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Jay Harmon, exclusively in the Gallery of Boca. Jay Harmon captures the essence of really creative and captivating mind. Jay Harmon brings light into the darkness on majority of his pieces using a negative background to highlight the details of some of his looks. I know some artists use white canvases, but he thrives on a black canvas. And here's the kicker. He only uses pencil, colored pencil, graphite pencil, and pencil pencil for his art pieces. Yes, I know it's hard to fathom that these beautiful pieces came from pencil, but yes, they did. And the only way you can experience Jay Harmon is if you come to the gallery of Boca. Jay Harmon, an unconventional artist with a unique story behind every canvas. We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Brooklyn Cafe TV show. Whether you enjoy watching in the mornings or afternoons, you can now watch with your favorite merchandise. Choose from the Brooklyn Cafe t-shirts, ranging from sizes small to 3XL. Colors available include black, dark heather, and navy. Feeling chilly? Just check out our latest hoodie with over nine colors to choose from. Sip on some Brooklyn Cafe coffee with Don and Freddie in a matching mug as seen on set. Brooklyn hats and special seasonal items are always popping up and available upon request. To purchase, you can visit our online store at brooklyncafe.tv forward slash shop. Happy shopping! A successful woman in business means having the courage to own who you are. We understand the challenges faced by women and we are here to help. Our team is here to develop the best strategy designed just for you. Your path is unique and with the right tools you can accomplish your dream. From radio to TV, from podcasting to magazines, we create the visibility to amplify your impact in business. At New Dawn Media, we are here to help bring your message forward and help your business flourish. It is time for your message to be seen and your voice to be heard. Contact us at 866-224-5422 or brooklyncafe.tv. Your voice can make a difference. watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. 
And we're back. Happy Monday to you. We this are here. This portion of the show brought to you by? By Coffee News. Mr. Joey. On our 1 o'clock, on our 12 o'clock hour, we'll actually go through some of the coffee news. Tomorrow, we've got Lemon Bubbles joining us in studio. His name happens to be Lemon. His name is, is really Jack funny. Lemons, and he's Lemons Bubbles. So it's a whole party venue. Actually, we should introduce you because it's a good way to have fun and share this information. He does parties with big bubble machines and bounce houses, and he's going to bring some of the his entertainment here tomorrow in studio. But, you know, that's always nice to know when you can have a trusted party entertainer space, like everyone has to be vetted. So maybe we can introduce that. That's a nice way of giving something out for the cause to all the families that go and attend these parties. I tell you, it's always about, it seems the kids keep coming forward. Anything, listen, my son was in, in the fifth grade, or fourth grade, fifth grade, and he got into some kind of SP class like I did. And there was a meeting of 32 parents, and they were sitting in there. And they, was, they were, had to take extra class, and they had to do more studies. Same thing I went through. And the parents got up and started screaming at the teacher at the Board of Ed, well, what's in it for me? What do I get? How much do I get? So I, I stood up, again, in my coach's shirt, <laughs> and I said, are you kidding me? So what are you talking about? This is a blessing. They are saying your kid is gifted, and they want them to get to the next level today. There's no gift. The, the reward is if this child grows up to become a doctor, you should be thanking them. So anyway, this went on for like 20 minutes. I said, listen, I'm all in. I'll even come over and I'll serve lunches, whatever I got to do. If I'm the only parent, I'm in. All 32 signed. But it's always about what's in it for me. So here you go. Here's a very important educational piece that could probably save your relationship with your kid and your whole family as a whole. Are there downloads for parents also or just yeah. for educators? Yeah, so the for parents, it's on the website, kidsafefoundation.org. For the educators, it's on learn.kidsafefoundation.org. Different so, curriculums for parents, different ways to uh, different Different approaches, okay. different approaches. And there's always new stuff being uh resourced on the resource put up on the resource page for parents and we're going to continue to keep that going and parents need to ask us questions what's on their minds what do they want to know and we'll we we respond either through video or through blogs and and whatnot so, so let me ask you your opinion on kids and cell phones oh that's a great question what age is appropriate <laughs> for a kid to have a smartphone so it's it, it, that's a great question. There is no specific age. It depends on a lot of different situations. So what I have found works and is not going along with the what everybody else is doing mm -hmm. and being brave enough to do a little bit of research as to why does my kid need a cell phone right now, no, ma no matter what their age is. And then think, well, if I really want to communicate with them because maybe they're staying after school or all these different reasons why t in today's world people have cell phones, Get them a cell phone without the internet. Children need to learn over time really good, healthy digital safety habits. And if we have our phones as adults near us all the time, and we're checking our phones all the time, we're not even modeling healthy habits. Sure. So we need to think about uh, what is the need. So I know that some of my friends who are in this industry and really know a lot about this type of stuff, they're not letting their kids have uh, cell phones until they're in, you know, about eighth grade, wow. but they have phones that can text, that can do a lot of different things, but they're not online. Okay. Yes, and they're out there. So you have to do a little research to figure it out. But the idea is that you still have that communication with your kid, and your communic and the kids can still communicate with their peers. 
okay? But they don't have access to a lot of just open air time where they're in front of a screen and you're not really able to help them make safe and smart choices. So we we have a, on our website, we have a, uh, a um, contract that we suggest that you provide with to your child to sign when you give them that phone. And it's, it's, it's a, a conversation piece. Phones, for example, are not a, uh, they're a privilege, not a right. And using all technology is a privilege, not a right. And you own that phone. And kids have to understand that they may need to make responsible choices along the way. Now, use their mistakes as educational moments, teachable moments. Don't just go, oh, you did this and I'm taking your phone away. That doesn't teach them a skill. You know, you need to talk about it. And what about if your kids do something and everyone does makes a mistake, does sure. something that's offensive and they feel as if they can't tell you because you won't love them anymore? Okay. So that conversation starts in kindergarten where we're saying to our children all the time, I will listen to whatever you have to say to me. No problem is unsolvable. Even if I don't have the answers in that moment, I will go and figure it out. And what we find is that we all assume, and I assumed when my kids were growing up, they would come to me if they had a problem. But if we're not giving them permission during downtime when things are not in crisis, before the child is in crisis, they're not getting that message. We can't assume that. So say to your kids, often and from a young age, I am here for you. I'll listen to anything. I'll tell you know, tell me what's going on. Don't be afraid. You will not get in trouble, but we will figure it out together. And then you're treating them with respect, and then therefore they will be much more likely for for them to come to you. And these are the types of things we talk about with parents. How do you do that on a daily basis? And and it doesn't mean that kids don't get consequences for actions. That's how we learn, but it's also leaving that door open, providing your child with 10 minutes a day from a young age that they get used to is their time that they know they have with you one-on-one. -on -one. I don't care if your house of one child or 10 children, they need to know that you're accessible. And shut off your own technology once in a while and make sure you're accessible. Well, I gotta tell you, the problem is that kids are very resourceful. So yeah. just because you get them a phone that's not on the internet, doesn't mean they're not going to have a Facebook page from their friend's phone. Doesn't mean they're not going to go to the library and open an account. They are the most... Don't be looking at me. Well, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Still, I'm sorry. In the day was Facebook. Today is maybe TikTok Twitter, or whatever. TikTok, TikTok. Yeah. But the object of the game is that they will put up the front and say, oh, thank you for a phone, if there's an emergency, I call you. There's a whole life. Yeah. Some will, some will, some won't. But I'm talking when they're younger, K-5, and you want to work them into earning that other phone, but you also want to have that constant open dialogue about just like you, we need to be a part of their, uh, in the real world life, we need to be part of their online life. And basically we want to teach them skills so that they make safe choices. And then when they get into a problem, that they know that they even know they might have been talking to this person online for quite some time and now they realize they got that feeling that something's not right, it's not too late to come to them. That's the key. When they feel like it's too late, then we've lost them. Well, the maturity level is a problem. The kids never want to disappoint their parents. Girls age faster than men, <clears throat> than boys. True. Yeah. And girls want to be treated like 21-year-olds when they're 12. 
Okay, there was a thing in the schools that we uncovered with the bands. I told you this story. They were wearing different color bands this in the school. A, yeah, this was and a nobody lot knew what the bands meant until they came to me and told me. It was a friend of mine's kids who came and told me. And I was in auxiliary and I went into George Washington High. I went to all the schools and I started clipping them bands off. Of course, they were replaced a day later. Yeah. But the bottom line here is that you got to stay hip to the game. But it's talking to them you about talk to them every why day. they're doing that, why they're making those choices, and get them help if they need it. Oh, help. they give you the you, you don't know? trust me speech. Oh, my <laughs> God, I can recite it. You don't trust me. I trust you, uh-huh, but I don't trust him or them or whatever you're hanging out with. Okay, so, so starting in the beginning from a very young age about teaching kids about their value, their uniqueness that their body is special and belongs to them can actually help them when they grow, as they grow up and hit fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade to view themselves. They're already viewing themselves from a different perspective. Even kids who know the proper names for their body parts from a young age have actually more self-respect and more self-confidence about how to care for themselves and for their bodies. I think even That's as powerful. an adult, I think it carries through even once you get married or engaged or decide not to get whatever it is, you respect your body, love your body more because you've learned these skills. Right. It'll carry over. Absolutely. And part of it is that we need to talk to how we educate kids in the school and how we educate kids at home so that we're sending this message on an ongoing basis. And then our kids in the long run will be safer. Which is the key. What is the best way for people to reach you, to get in their schools, all the information? Yeah, so we really want parents to help us advocate that they, get, that they bring Stay Kids Safe to their school. And they can do that by either going right onto our website, uh, kidsafefoundation.org, hit the contact us and write us a note, ask us for any assistance. We can come to SAC meetings and speak at their schools. Uh, we can even do Zooms, etc. And uh, to go on to even parents and especially teachers and other educators can go to the learn.kidsafefoundation.org website. They, the parents can peruse what the kids will be learning and the teachers uh, and qualified educators can sign on and register and utilize the materials. That's fantastic. Sherry, Sherry. Sherry or Sherry? Sherry. Sherry. You Sherry Ben-Joseph at KidSafe Foundation. Such important information to get out there. And as Freddie always says, and I, when you said it, I would have thought, no, he's wrong. You really don't know your kids <laughs> until you realize you don't know your and kids. And we coined that during the shooting. You don't know your it's kids hard. until you realize you don't know your kids you at every age. So all you, you can don't. do is the best we can do as parents, get the information, teach them wisely, teach them the good skills so they feel safe. KidsSafeFoundation.org. Thank you so much for joining us. Dawn and Freddie, thank you. I love it. it thank you so much. an absolute pleasure. I can't believe how fast these, these hours go. I got a question for you. Yes? Do your parents know everything about you? Oh, no. You know, I was talking to my sister about this Saturday night. We went to her house for dinner. She says, oh, no. And we talked about how my parents, they just let me do what I wanted to do. Really, because it was Because you just, were the good kid. I think because I just did what I did. And I didn't say a whole lot about it. I didn't get in trouble. My sister made a whole production out of what she was going to do and always got in trouble. She said, how did you get away with doing what you did? I said, because I just did it. I didn't do anything bad, but... But you got away with it. But I would just... But if you got away with something, then it couldn't have been all good either. It wasn't bad. Mm. I was just... I mean, they let me visit boyfriends at a strange age, young age. Thank you, Jennifer. Best show ever, she says. And my sister just 
whatever she did, she always got in trouble. My brother always said to me, you get away with this, you get away with that. Right? And I says, yeah, but I pay my dues. Mom said, don't do something, I didn't do it. Mom, it was always mom. See, dad was a disciplinary. But I never had that issue. Mimi and Harry did, not me. I used to go work with my father. I said, instead of fighting with my dad, I was nine years old, and I went to the construction business, and I went. I got up at 5 in the morning. He thought I was crazy. How are you going to argue with a nine-year-old going to work with you? Because I wanted to learn who my father was. It's so funny. It's interesting. Because at 16 years old, I was driving to visit boyfriends up at University of Florida. No cell phones. No nothing. And my parents knew. So this They're is like, a okay, classic example go. of what not to do. To the swamp. I must have been 16 because I was driving 17. It was no cell phones, and they just said, let us know when you get there. And it just How wasn't a thing. I must have been 17 because I drove my own car. And I was in high school, so okay, I couldn't have been in college. Okay, we're going to blurt this out of the whole show. Thank but you very much. I didn't do anything bad. I was you didn't do anything good either. Just leaving was not good. But it was different. It nah, was just... you know what? I'm sorry. I, 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 and now, 86. It's next. different times, I Moving guess. Moving on. What are we doing in the next hour? Next hour, we're going to talk about coffee news, see what we've got going on for the rest of this week. It is January. See what's happening at the fairgrounds. Also, we're going to continue streaming. Maybe we can figure out what's going to happen. Football. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff. Listen, a lot of things to catch up on. So just stay with us. We're going to keep streaming here on the website, and we are going to jump off the radio station. So we're going to give you a, few, a new number to call in. Are you going to be here, or am I running that board? She's going to stay with us for a little bit. Yeah, but I don't want her to have to stay here if she has something to do. And if you want to head over to Miss South to South Florida Fairgrounds, Alana will be there someplace today in Cap and Gown, maybe at the Bake Off. Do so you, you can take pictures with people? Do you take? Really? Dwyer High School would like you to come take pictures with them for their Aye. special needs prom next month. Right. Since you volunteered, they took you up on that op opportunity. <laughs> I will absolutely be at a prom. So that is only um, for them. Only for the love prom. Club. FAU Omega House would like you to come over. <laughs> well, you see, I agree to the to the love club because <laughs> anyone who's club. tuned into our show knows what special an event they've put together for them, for the students. So Omega House, you're done. No. Yeah, <laughs> not, not going to a fraternity. Happy are. Monday, everyone. We're going to wrap up this hour, our brunch hour on the cafe. Stay tuned because we will be continuing our show all over social media at the Brooklyn Cafe, and we will see you on the other side. Don't, don't, don't go away. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up our brunch hour, but don't go away. Stay tuned for more laughs and cheers on Facebook or YouTube or any other social media platform at the Brooklyn Cafe TV. See you soon. The opinions expressed on It's lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddie S and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat in the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your host, Dawn and Freddie S, are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in toll-free 888-994-4995, Studio A, right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S.
Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. You see, you see the button I got on? We're a little rosy today. How do you like the rose? I have a little sun over the us. weekend. But you see the button I have on? I do. Did I have the matching one. They should leave me into office with this button. The Miss Alana Shearer, Miss South Florida Fair button. I have to tell you that I love watching your post. You are the quintessential perfect fair queen. They could not have picked anyone better. Not that I'm biased or anything. Not that Freddie and I are partial or like proud parents over here. Oh, yeah, here. not partial at all. I'm partial. <laughs> and I am biased. Why not? You see, didn't you just learn anything? Yes. You got to tell the truth. I, I mean, you, your pictures, all of it, you were just unbelievable. And I love watching every single post. And I feel like I brag about you all the time. And I, I should stop, but I can't stop. Listen, I'm taking odds. No betting. Oh, we did it already. <laughs> I made $250 on the first one. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to let it ride. Okay. Because this is big dollars. Where's the next event? 
my next competition, the next step is Miss Florida. Finals are, oh, I take that back. Finals have not been announced yet. Uh, there's a tentative date we have right now, candidates have. Towards the end of June is usually when it takes place, and it would be at the RP Funding Center in Lakeland, Florida. Lakeland. It's not too far from Gio, right? Nope. Gio said he's going to go. We've got our whole production crew already lined up oh to be there. Goodness. You know, the scary thing about this whole thing is that she's only three to one odds to win. How many typically... Not a long shot. I can't say counties because it's more than counties. How many Local candidates are candidates are in Miss Florida? So it really it really varies every year, and that's solely because you know people ask me all the time, oh, how come there's not a Miss Coral Springs or a Miss Boca Raton? Although there used to be one, um, and it's because our organization is a 501c3 nonprofit. It is completely volunteer run, and um, it, that's the magic behind our scholarships. It's, it's really people who purely love helping women succeed through this program. And it also means that there's a lot of work that goes behind a local competition. We all have a local director who helps guide the young women, helps follow them for safety reasons, and helps get them on board to do appearances and travel around. And so each local, sometimes there's only one representative. Sometimes they can give even more titles. My current title is Miss South Florida Fair. I have a sister queen, Miss Palm Beach County. So we are two girls under the same local. But approximately, there's around 30-ish girls that compete at Miss Florida. Oh, there used to be. It's a big state. I would think there would be a lot more more than than that. that, There used to be more. The unfortunate part about this is as we've been evolving for over 100 years, there is a stigma just around pageantry in general. A lot of people do think it's purely based on appearance. They don't realize, excuse me, how large of a scholarship provider uh, this program is for women. But it's really... It's unfortunate to see our numbers dwindle a little bit, but that's also why it's important for people like myself who have seen firsthand the experience and networking that it gives to inform people and let people know what the Miss America organization is truly about so that people like myself can discover how great it is and be aware of what's available out there. I would love to do something to change the stigma on what it is because until... But don't do it now. Well, no, the locals the already, sm- it'll, be, <laughs> or it'll be small, because I think there's probably a deadline on when the locals have to be before that. Yes, right now, this is prime local season, so I'm, I don't know the exact number, but I was maybe, I think, the sixth or seventh, maybe fifth or sixth girl inducted into our 2022 class. Uh, this past weekend, actually, there was another local competition. My friend Peyton just won Miss Florida Citrus, which is um, a little more north florida area closer to that orlando area but almost every single weekend from here on out there's local competitions happening and if anyone is listening who's interested it's not just in florida it's in all 50 states for local competitions you could go to missamerica.org for more information on the program how to get involved how to help or how to enter as a candidate remember we worked with janelle rufa and yeah. I don't know what local title she has. She may have been Miss Broward oh, County at the that. time. She was She's at the a spectacular station. piano I was player. Say, say that name one more time. Janelle Rufa. I believe she was a previous Miss either Miami or Miss uh, Miami Beach, actually. Could have been. And we worked with her, and we worked with the woman who I was remember. running that side of the organization. It was in a South County to bring awareness forward. When you and I were at the other studio, we, kept, we always met at the restaurant where we always met at, and we talked about bringing forward either a segment or bringing forward awareness because there are so many girls, and I have to say girls, that could benefit from this, even for the self-esteem building portion because not everyone was you at this pageant, 
And I was really happy to see that all of these girls participated because it has to be huge for self-esteem. Just the fact that they do it, everyone gets a trophy, but not. But everyone enters and learns and goes through, right? You're all mentored through the whole process. Yes. It's truly a transformative competition um, and as a whole. Certain locals will prepare girls and have extra rehearsals like this one did. I was at rehearsals leading up to competition and it's true. You don't have to be the one to wear the crown and sash to take something away that is of value and you really watch young ladies from as young as 18 years old to 26 um, start in this role not knowing what to expect or you know what to gain from this and from the public speaking to communication skills, even just making friends, there's just so many good things that come out of this. She was Miss Fort Lauderdale. I just looked it up. And yeah. there's and there's Very a learning nice. experience, right? You got young girls that are doing this, young women that are doing this, and they're learning a lot of good things. I got to tell you, from what I heard you do, I thought it was outstanding. Not because, of course, I'm rooting. I like to win. <laughs> they're nice. I want to win. I'm taking odds, three to one odds, and I like to win. I understand that there's a good message behind it. I'm all in on that, but you know, something not for nothing. I want to win. But I would like to take the stigma away from the pageantry that it's not all about what you look like. It's not a bathing suit competition. It's, no, not at all. It's really there's the platform, and every every single one of you ladies had a great initiative platform. I mean, when you go to Miss Florida, that's something that my mom said after her first time. It was our my first year competing. That was our first experience attending something like that. And my mom, that's what she was telling to everyone on the phone. She was like, "No, you don't understand." To watch woman like like lady after lady after lady, all these girls come onto stage. They're all equally as passionate about what their initiative is. They equally desire that Miss Florida crown and that honor to be a part of that this 100-year tradition. It's it's really cool to see and meet everybody from all over. Wasn't it Teddy who brought her on for an interview this one? I did make an appearance on Teddy Unscripted after yeah. I was on the she Brooklyn on Cafe. First. No, I think she was on Teddy first. Nope, you guys found us me. First? I oh, was virtually, from my back patio, you had me on I my first time. I remember, you changed the angle like 117 times. Uh, that was my first interview from my laptop. And I my did not know what friend, VMix was. My very good friend Lori is cousins with Dorian, her, yes. ste her stepdad. And so she's like, oh, you should meet my friend Dorian, my cousin Dorian. And then <laughs> it all evolved that we got to meet you. But it's I got to tell you, your, your, your skills of representing things have vastly improved. And I'm not saying this to to egg you on from her patio from her patio that was a good interview that was a good interview and then i watch you we did on it from Thursday here night. and we looked at her up there i yeah. seen you work monday nights when you do hosting and you know part of your duties when you go to these competitions is you're going to represent the state and i'm going to tell you something i got to tip my hat i mean i'm not going to say nothing because i don't want to jinx it um, Don't jinx anything. No. I'm not. I'm not. But I'm going to tell your you. Your skills, your delivery, and everyone, uh, the whole crew saw it because we put it all out in WhatsApp. Your delivery, flawless on your communication skills. That's right. And the people were telling me this. She, they said, you're pretty good. So you're pretty good. <laughs> when I first started this program, I always felt that I could be confident on stage. That's not something I lacked only because I've been dancing for 20 years. So I'm used to being in front of an audience and dancing. But that first time that I was handed a microphone and you have to open your mouth and speak in front of people, it is a whole nother ball game. So from that first time to getting a little more used to how to prep or, you know, watching the news more often, being aware of what's going on around me and how to then 
form an opinion and talk about it has been tremendous. And I think what's really skyrocketed my skills has been here working for you guys, helping out, meeting the crew, learning the back end of things, and it's making myself do it every day. It's it's the preparation, but it doesn't feel like work. It's it's having fun. So I think enjoying it more has only been helpful too. But her delivery is clean. It's not the ums and ums and stuff like that. It's clean. She's it's deep right in the, the trenches, point. and it's fantastic in what you're doing. There's no going back and now. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I've learned through your eyes the amount of things that South Florida Fair has to offer, more than rides and food and games. They have so much more cultural events oh, it's so and cool. agriculture. It totally supports Florida, our community, the all. I'm sure the farmers, the cows, everything, the food. You had a farm-to-table picture. I did. That, can you buy stuff there? Yes. Yeah, so there's a certain Be building careful. over over by the cows <laughs> where, where all the animals and agriculture are. There is a special building. It's called the Sunday, Sunday Farm. I remember, I, I'm trying to remember the full name of, of it, but it's a little nice wooden cabin. And in there are a couple different vendors. You can find hot sauces and local fresh produce. And in the back area, they have all this great produce. We were buying, my mom got some red bell peppers that were the size of my head. And they were three for a dollar, which if you are shopping for bell wow. peppers right now, that is it's an like amazing. Three for $4. Yeah, I think exactly. they paid three sixty nine yesterday for three peppers. And what's the most magical part of this is that the fresh produce that is amazing straight from the farms because of what they've connected through the fair any money that they are making it's actually going back into a program for scholarship dollars for students in the area so everybody has such wow. big hearts you can never judge a book by its cover you, I'm sitting over there in the midst of cow poop and the dairy cows and I'm talking to this farmer in overalls and he's telling me about how you know we need representation for the farmers and for Florida agriculture he's talking about how he has his masters from UF and how he's taught up there and if anything, speaking to people, you know, you can never judge a book by its cover, how they look. And walking around the fairgrounds, you just never know who you're going to meet and connect with. Well, you know, the fairgrounds is big business. And I got to tell you, I, I, don't, I mean, I, I don't like to tell people what to do, like the radio station and everything else. But iHeart, which is the biggest, is very smart because they get involved in all sorts of outside activities. Yes, they're and a sponsor over there. Of too. course they are. Are you kidding me? I used to hang on Atlantic Avenue. When they used to do the thing by On the, the scene, beach, right? remember? And I used to hang out there, and I knew all the hosts at iHeart. We were up there. And they would scream my name on the stage between the bands and the sound. Oh, Santori. I used to go, Ey. But it's big business. And if you want to get involved, if you have a business, you got to pump it out there. You got to get involved in big business. You got to get involved in these culture things as well. And what I like about it is it gets us out of our bubble here because we've been in this community a long time we've interviewed over 9,000 check-ins we have just on our Facebook wow. page alone of people that have been physically in here that have checked in that we've interviewed and that's I think how many more there are that haven't checked in or aren't part of social media so it's time to venture out and really I want to give back to the community. I want to meet the vendors. You told us one of the kettle corn guys, he's an attorney turned kettle corn maker. Harry? He was Henry. 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 Henry's kettle corn. There's tons of fair food that is delicious. I'm piling a, a list of my photos of how, what I've been collecting. Yesterday, what was on my list yesterday? I had another corn dog. Um, I tried, uh, what else did we have yesterday? The Thinly sliced uh, potato chips where they wind it up. They use a drill to get them so nice and thin. Wow. Um, 
But oh, and a fried cheese stick that was huge. It was like a biggest, the biggest mozzarella stick I could find, right on a stick. A lot of fair food. But oh, that was my tangent. Where was I again? The vendors and the fair food. Yes, there's Henry's Kettle Corn is one of the best kettle corn stands you could find at the fair, right outside the expo center. And uh, he used to be an attorney, and he had a passion for making kettle corn, and turns out he was making more money That's from doing his kettle corn business and traveling from fair to fair to fair than he was being an attorney. So this is what he, d- he gets to do his and passion more for fun. his job. You know, you oh, talk yeah. about yeah. stigmas, right? I think the fair is the most... Stigmatized. Yes, and Miss America as well. So here you are putting everyone with these stigmas <laughs> in one place, but if you actually learn... And you open your minds to what it is. This is about scholarship and education and teaching our youth and giving back to the community. And then you can have some fun. But take these sti- – and you talk about stigmas, right? This is the one of the biggest ones we have here. And we just got to get out of our bubble and our closed – minds and open them up and go yesterday we were able to walk through one of the art galleries huge art gallery they were showing us how to do quilt making and where where the baking competition goes on and even to see just all the artwork displayed and judged and to see children's artwork hanging up from local schools um even just like featuring those kinds of things of giving back to the community for little ones to come in and see something displayed with a big ribbon on it i mean those are memory it's creating memories for families too people say oh i remember the good times I spent with my friends or my family to go and have fun. When Chelsea was in high school, she was an AP art student, and one of her pieces was in the South Florida Fair, and she won first place for it. Very nice. And that ribbon opened up everything for her because then she won Pathfinders, and she ran something else at the school, and she made the flag. But it gave her the self-confidence to, do to more. say, I can do that, and became an art major, and now what, you know what she does at Space of Mind. But mm-hmm. it was because of that ribbon from South Florida Fair that her teacher acknowledged and entered her, and it cha- her, changed her life totally by that one opportunity. You, wanna, cool. you want to remember that one episode in your life that's going to make a difference, you know? And, this, and you're about to have your aha moment. But the, the funny thing is, It's all about buying right. You know, I think about all those vendors at the fair. You know, you got to be a good business person to make a fair work for you. I mean, think about it. Ask Slick. (laughs) (laughs) But but it's about how you approach without being overly over the top. And then after that fair, they go to another fair. And then they go to another fair. And it's constant moving around. I know people that travel from Georgia down here to do fairs. Mm-hmm. But and wouldn't it be nice to get rid of the stigma? Even bike night, right? The stigma of oh yeah, bike night. You said it was like the best night ever. Oh, it was extremely fun. I mean, yes, it might be a little bit more of a rowdy bunch. Like we played some nice, they had some rock and roll bands up on the stage that night. But you never judge a book by its cover because the gentleman, I'm trying to remember, the gentleman whose bike I was riding behind is you know, a, I don't know if he was, but his wife is a lobbyist for FAU. And there's a lot of FAU connections too with the people, uh, you know, working in Palm Beach County and running everything. And it's just, you never know. That's probably the best lesson I think you can learn from all of this. Your scholarship money is amazing. Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't look on the outside and make a stigmatized assumption. Get to know people. Get to learn people because you never know. Even people at the fair that you see that have these vendors, you know, it isn't about calling people hillbillies and they're backwards. Let me tell you something. you got to be pretty smart 
to run in today's market. You got to know how to buy right. You got to how to how to know. We know somebody in Tampa that does fair setting up their and this is not, these aren't just tables. These are buildings that they set up and they travel. They break down. They go to the next. It's a lot of work. And None of this comes. They make it look fun because they're good at what they do, mm -hmm. but it's a lot of work. There's yeah. a lot of people involved, and and I I would shout out too. It's not just to make everything possible. It's not even just the vendors and the people that you see who you're talking with, but people who are all behind the scenes too that are up in the hospitality building or are running security or cleaning the grounds to make it nice and fun and clean to go to. I mean, there's a lot of people running behind the scenes that you may not even get to see or meet that I certainly have appreciated appreciated and and know that there's a lot of hard work it's not just the two weeks that this goes on for them this is a full year in the making to make all of it possible and the better year they're having the better the fair is going to be and these are the most difficult circumstances to have a fair not only do they have to bring in people but now you have to make sure people feel safe correct and people feel that they're in a clean environment that people feel comfortable. Well, yeah. every table I saw, I did have sanitizers. They had sanitizers yes. throughout the fair. We do as well. Yeah, but it's not only sanitizers. It's the you walk in. The fear of doing it. The fear of other people's fear. The, pe the fear of another person, another person, and another person. Because either they got sick and they don't want to get... It's the whole nine yards on this thing. So I got to tip my hat because not only is it difficult, it's more difficult. And it looks like they're having a good... Great turnout. Turnout. It's, I will say the one thing this year, we've been so happy to be back from COVID because the fair did not happen last year. There was a lot of makeshift things. They were still able to do like a drive-by food market during COVID oh, really? and to try and do some things. But this is the first year that we're back in action, fully functioning for the most part, um, as usual. And the weather this year has been giving us a little bit of bumps in the road. Usually it is not raining this time of year when the fair happens. And this cold. So, well, <laughs> we're used to the cold. Usually people love the cold weather to go to the fair. It makes it nice. But um, the rain has really been bugging us a little bit. But we've been trying our best to keep open, keep our crowds up. Uh, actually, this weekend, Sunday, I think, was busier than Saturday, which I thought was odd. You think kids have school the next day, but... Nope, a lot of a lot of faces, a lot of smiling wow. people came out. So that's I thought what we they like were going to go to three weeks this week, this year, because they haven't been around. The way the weekends fall, it turns out that it is about two and a half weeks that's because what I um, when I competed, that was the first Saturday, but the fair had its opening on like that Thursday, Friday is when it started. So it's been three total weekends, but it, it ends up being around two and a half weeks. Good right. stuff. More to come. We're going to take a commercial break. Give us a call. We got some trivia questions brought to you by Coffee News, and we come back, win a free bag of Brooklyn Cafe Show Coffee, 888-565-1470. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, friends. Join Kids and Capes with Bree and Allie as we find out about kids we know giving back and making a difference all around us. Friendship, bullying, and all things kids really want to talk about, even topics you might be a little scared to share with your parents. We will keep you up to date with the news kids really want to know. And we will always give tips on how to make our world a little bit brighter. Now on with the show. Always remember peace, love, and kindness. Once a professional musician, artist Steven Zwern uses his creativity through multimedia artistic expression. His compositions use acrylic paint to create 3D masterpieces. 
Stephen's fascination with brilliant colors and intriguing patterns with jewels and rhinestones entices the eye with color and dimension. For more information on the artwork of Stephen's Wern, contact Stephen at 914-656-9060 or stevenswern.com. Welcome to your vacation staycation. And what better way to kick back than to blend up a sweet pina colada, a smooth mojito, or just a nice stiff rum and coke. If you want true relaxation and enjoyment, then you want Gubba Rum. Gubba Rum is a unique rum infusion. Gubba Silver Rum is infused with real shredded coconut. And Gubba Rum Gold is infused with real shredded vanilla bean. Both are made with certified organic ingredients. Each infused Gubba Rum is 35% ABV, 70 proof, and as we say in Boston, wicked smooth. So if you're looking for the best combination of taste, smoothness, quality, and price, your clear choice is Gubba Rum. If you want that wicked smooth taste for yourself or your vacation, staycation, visit GubbaRum.com to find your closest liquor store that carries Gubba Rum Gold and Gubba Rum Silver. Gubba Rum, it's wicked smooth. Welcome to Mini Donut World, where the donuts are hot, fresh, and delicious. Made to order and customizable by you. Gourmet specialty flavors such as apple pie, French toast, campfire, and strawberry cheesecake are always popular. Looking to tailor your appetite? Build your own mini donut. Choose from over 18 flavor donut bases, add on your icing flavor, and choose from over 15 toppings and drizzles. While kids enjoy our design-your-own kits to take home, our 21 and over customers love our alcohol-infused donuts. Come visit Mini Donut World at 8763 Sterling Road in Cooper City. Have questions or want to place an order? Give us a call at 954-369-2301. We know you will love each bite of our deliciously distinctive mini donuts. Open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie X. And this portion of the show is brought to you by our friend Gubba Rum. It's wicked smooth. It sounds like we got some art being delivered at the moment. I hear Amy Rashevsky on the phone and Keith walking in the door. Oh, okay. Good so enough. some of her pieces are coming back to studio, which is really exciting. You have to come in and see the theater. 
I went out with some friends on Saturday night, and I said, this is the next piece I'm going to acquire. And she said, I want that. I'm like, all right, let me see if I can get one made for you. And, yes, they will do reproduction. They will make you seconds. Everything can be commissioned here. If you see a tree or you see a piece that you want and you want it in different colors, the artist will do commission pieces just for you. No, and just you for have to sell the piece to her. Sell the one I want? Of course. Why? Because we she don't. She may want a bigger one. No, don't spin this because we are here to sell them. I was going to buy it. That's okay. If she wants it, I, she I sell it to her first. Yeah. Okay, I'll sell it. Which to one her is first. that one? <laughs> is that I'm the way you have at your house? See. No, I don't have it at my house yet. Oh. I'm excited to see what pieces Keith brought back. Yes. So we can change some stuff around. So if they fit in his car, how many we got, Keith? Seven. Oh, okay, not too bad. That's no, not too bad. Good to see you. Yeah, you can bring, just them, bring them in. in. We'll put them in studio and that side studio. Thank you. I Amy's good? Along. Amy's good? I texted, what time is Keith coming? She goes, I'll get back to you. Guess what? But it's all good. <laughs> nope. There you go. Amy's a very busy lady, but she's going to be in town, I hope, this week. We'll get to see her at the end of the week. So I'm excited. I hope she should be in studio on Thursday. Okay, awesome. she's driving down? Or she's no, she's flying. Zoop. Concord. Zoop. Right over. Concord. When was the last time you were at a fair? I was, uh, I was in high school. Really? High school? Uh-huh. I don't do fairs. I told you that. Never liked it. You remember what I told you happened at that fair? I got in that spinning thing. Oh, I didn't say ride. Because it was a I beautiful meant, girl. We have to go as, like, old people. I got definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We go as, I don't, I don't do rides, but we'll see what else we got going. Tomorrow, we've got Lemon Pops Bubbles coming into the studio, which will be nice. Courtesy Changing of the world one bubble at a time, courtesy of Coffee News. And we were supposed to have uh, Devo. Devo. We have to call him again. Here's a recipe. Oh, this looks good. Easy energy bars. I think, Alana, this sounds right up your alley. Rolled oats, mixed semi-sweet chocolate chips, ground flax meal, peanut butter, honey, vanilla extract, and salt. So I have to come clean about something, speaking of food. You don't eat oats. No, no, no. Oh. So remember the Mountain Rocky Oyster? Yeah. Uh -huh. Rocky, the Rocky Mountain that? Oyster? Yeah. It was not pig. It was cow. It was cow. It was, bull, it was still the same part. Bull, not a cow. Yeah. You didn't a need bull. a cow's testicle. No. Do you know bull. I never knew there were male cows? Bulls. Bull. They're bulls. So this cow that was birthed, this calf, was going to turn into a bull? It is a bull. There are no well, such. A, no, it is. So it's There's a black no such and thing white. a cow bull. A male cow. So there's I'm a little confused. It, it, there's lots of different breeds and types out there. So it's not like this is a solid color. This is a male dairy cow. But it's called a bull? I'd have to clarify. So will it have it, horns like a bull? No. A male dairy cow? Yes. This, he has so another? This was da no. No, it's a male. It's a male. It's gonna so be a male doesn't give milk? Then it's going to be real. What? It's going to be meat. Oh, yeah, it's going to be cut but up for me. But then it was not a dairy cow. No, that's, I, that's what most bulls are cut up for me. Yes. But it's not a bull, it's a cow. I would say it's a cow. Gina, ever heard of a male cow? Is it a bull? Yeah. Sure. Inquiring minds want to know. This is what we get to ponder while we're on air. <laughs> I never heard. Oh, a cow stud. A cow stud, that works too. I never heard of a male cow. You want some coffee, you good? I'll clarify. I'll get the awesome, scoop. Thank you. Maybe we'll see you. 
Sounds good. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Stay safe. Thanks, Thank Keith. Now, the last time I went to one of these things, they had the Zoo of Strange Exotic Animals. We do not have that. But you know what I'm talking about. We have a zonkey. Well, I had like a cow McGurkis. that had two heads. Two heads? Yeah. That's different. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, so the cow question <laughs> I yes, always pondered. Yes. I ate more adventurous foods yesterday. What did you eat? Gator and That's deer. Gator's good, and I've had deer, too. I was not a fan of the gator. They say if when it's fried, gator's it tastes good. like chicken. Yeah, yeah, I have a video that tastes like chicken. And, and you didn't like the deer? The deer is kind of gamey. I can understand why people say it tastes like chicken, but it's it's, it's not just the chicken. fried part that it's tastes not like chicken. chicken. Did it you wasn't. like? Did you know what you were eating, or yes. did you just eat it? No, they told me. You see, that's when it's. And bad. what was the deer like? I mean, if someone handed me the deer and didn't tell me it was deer, it looks like beef. Yeah. But there is a difference in taste. Mm -hmm. It's gamey. Yeah, uh, a little bit. The gaminess is depending on how you cook it. Actually, is what I learned. So what did you like about it? I was just not a fan. I'm just that was picky eater, Alana. Picky eater, Alana. But wow. you have fun funnel cake. Oh, I love funnel cake. I haven't had funnel cake yet. I had my fried Oreos. Funnel, How is that? Funnel cake is still on my list. How's the fried Oreos? Fried Oreos are delicious. Did you have chocolate-covered bacon? Not chocolate-covered bacon, but I've definitely seen people walking around with it. It looks very interesting. My mother actually had a dilly dog the other day. What's a dilly dog? A dilly dog is similar to a corn dog, but adding a little dill pickle in it. So what they do is they take a dill pickle, they hollow out the middle, they stick a hot dog in the middle of that, and then they deep-fried it. So it's a corn dog, but also with a pickle in it. Did you see they have wow. fried pickles? You made took a picture of it. Yes, they were excellent. Fr I can't eat a fried pickle. Fried pickle with some ranch. Mm -mm. Is it good? I loved them. I'm thinking about the fried pickle hot dog, corn dog. That a is dilly like dog. one bite of a pickle, hot dog. corn dog, and hot dog in one bite. Would hot you eat pass? that? It's no. like our food combinations. You were no, talking no, about no. all your food combos and your spam. And your if they put spam on it, I would eat it. But I don't know about the corn dog and pickle. Out. My mom said it was delicious. Okay. She put some mustard on it. She I said was that ask was ketchup or mustard. That was her favorite thing so far that we've eaten through the fair. They wow. had giant pretzels. Uh, yes, there are there are pretzel stands. I've heard that. Um, I think it's Bulgarian pretzel stand. Those are huge. Have. Yeah, they're nice big. I wish there were like sampling tables like at Costco. <laughs> because the hot dogs are this big. I don't want a whole one. Oh, I would just like a bite. I'm sure my food bill is probably the highest bill out of these two weeks of trying all these foods. But I would just want oh. a bite of it, like a little sample. The bigger, the better. They're really? so good. Of course. <laughs> fair, food, fair food is meant for sharing. Definitely. Definitely meant for sharing. No, <laughs> you know, it's you, meant to eat. You make the fair fun. Like hearing you talk about it, I get excited that I want to go back to the fair instead of go. Oh, I don't want to get on a dirty ride. Like there's so many fun I've, things to do. I've been. Do I haven't even done many rides myself. There's just so much to do, and I've done something different every single time You're I've been back. Day. You think that I've done everything by now, but I've been taking my time, experiencing everything. You didn't get on the bull. I have not done the bull yet. You got to do that. I'll have to see. My calf still hurts. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to be careful if I'm wearing my crown and sash, though. I wouldn't want to no, you can't break wear anything. You can't wear that. You got to take it, take a picture, jump on that bull, take it with you. Woo-ha! I've oh never done that before. Dawn looked like a pro, though. I'm so surprised. She hung on for so long from like watching the video. Girl, right? I did a kid's ride. That didn't seem like your first ride, though. Have you been on a bull before? Nope. 
That was the first? You heard Anna? Seven seconds. If she had stayed eight, she would have won something. Yeah, $200, she would have won. She was real close. She was very close. Until they, they hit the button. They might let that tease all the way until yeah, they get they, you off so that you do it again and yeah. again and again. She, she did, did it a couple times. Yep. Seven times. <laughs> they all get you. I'll tell you, they probably are the best business people there at the fair, is all I can tell they you. They know how to market. I think they're all related to Freddie somehow. <laughs> it's a business. Freddie Fun. What else you got cooking? What football, did Dorian enjoy football over the weekend? Yes, he was. Uh, he came with us to the fair yesterday, and throughout the day was uh, checking and checking. We were watching the Bucks game through the phone, through the score, trying to think of who was going to pull through. I can't believe they lost. I know. Who? Tampa Bay. They should have won. It, the GOAT. I know. They're not the, looking like Tampa Bay this year. Well, they missed a, a field goal. And they missed an extra point. That's the four points that they would have won with. It's crazy. It shows you every point matters. And the last game, last night, what you can do in seven seconds. It's unbelievable. They, they gave seconds. one more eight seconds. Yeah. Again, unbelievable. Now, did you see the Packers in the snow up in <gasps> uh, with San Francisco? San Fran. That was yep. Now, can big I, upset. Can I, can I start a rumor? No, what do you call that? One of those. What was it like 30 below there? It was it was cold, but what is those things, those stories that you spreading a saw? rumor, gossip? Yeah, one of those the things. Tea. I happen to know, under very very good information, that the quarterback to Green Bay, he threw that game. Why? Here he comes. Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Do you remember at the beginning of the year they took Aaron Rodgers down to the ugliest negotiations about being their quarterback? They even drafted his replacement. Don't look at me that way. Let me tell you the logic behind it. Aaron Rodgers comes this is, out. This is your inside scoop? No, somebody told me this. Mm -hmm. Aaron this Rodgers, this is a coming straight out of, out of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Who lives there? From a cheese head. From deeper than that. But anyway, Aaron Rodgers came out the first minute of the game, and he lights it up. And they score, 7 nothing. He was 7 of 8. He wasn't missing. After that, what happened to him? Where did he go? He couldn't hit the side of a barn. Do so you he think was, he threw the game? Oh, my God, yes. What, why? To teach Green Bay a lesson. But isn't he retiring? He's not retiring. They're going to trade him now. He's got to go somewhere. He's a free agent. Uh, so he's leaving Green Bay. This was his last year with Green Bay. Watch him if he shows up in either Vegas. New York Giants is a good opportunity for him, too. He wants a big market team because it's all about the Aaron Rodgers. And my goodness, he made them pay. And they wow. lost. Who's the quarterback for um, not not the Chiefs, the other team that they play? At Buffalo, who's the quarterback? Josh. So they said he's like the next GOAT. He play, he came back. He did. He was amazing. I mean, the fact that they came back and did a field goal and went into OT, but that touchdown he did, what, 60-yard, 60 60-plus-yard 60 touchdown? That's because the guy from Kansas City fell. Whatever it yeah, is. But he's got a nice arm. Oh, he has a gun for an arm. But the funny thing about this And there was no kid, one in the end zone protecting him. Because the guy fell. They went to man to man. There was no It zone. was, I don't do football. It was wide open. It was like, boom. The, yeah, amazing, the amazing thing about that Chiefs game is that he decided single-handedly he was going to run the ball. So he's running left and running right. He's jumping over players. The kid is lucky they didn't break him in half. And he ended up tying that game with 13 seconds to go. Now, when I saw there was 13 seconds, I would have kicked the roller down to the kid. I wouldn't have kicked it out of the end zone. I would have kicked the roller. That way the guy had to feel it, and you have to eat up clock. 
They didn't do that. They gave him 13 seconds. Now, number 10 in Kansas City is, in my opinion, the best receiver in the NFL. That kid caught the ball, and he ran 20, 30 yards, 40 yards. You saw him. Unbelievable. And he, in the fourth quarter, exhausted. He was the fastest human being on the planet. And they, and they hit the field goal, and they won. Unbelievable, right? Even I watched the end of those. Did you see Tampa called the blitz? You know what a blitz is? No, I only remember from the football game. Remember the little record you'd put in the football machine growing up? My brother had one of those. And we talked about, the blitz is on. That's all I remember. So the blitz. they had just tied the game, and the ball was on the 25-yard line. And Tampa Bay called an all-out blitz. That means 10 guys are rushing, one guy stayed back. The one guy that stayed back picked up the receiver, but the receiver was faster than the guy staying back. One of the middle linebackers decided not to blitz, and they're trying to figure out why. He, he stayed, like, in the middle zone. And they, they called an all-out blitz. When that guy saw that the receiver was wide open, he threw 60 yards all the way downfield. And that was it. They tied the game. But the funny thing is that I think that Brady was going to win that game. They were down 27-3. to Wait, Everyone thought Brady was going to pull the game out, 100%. And you should have seen the face. Did you see the faces of the Rams? Like, oh, my God, here we go again. She's so Here cute. we go again. And he's going to win this game. And I thought he was going to win. I know. Any movies for you? I started watching TikTok, Tick, Tick, Boom with Chelsea yesterday. I couldn't. I fell asleep. 30 seconds. She goes, Mom, wake up. I woke up and I go, I'm... What's th TikTok? I tick watched it and I loved it. It gave movie. me so much anxiety. I never, what I didn't even it? finish it because I wanted to know what happened. And he was so hyper. It is the story of the gentleman who wrote Rent, pre-Rent. You know the show Rent? No. You know the show Rent from Broadway. Famous Broadway play. No. The song that go that talks about the miles. Hold on. 365. Sorry, can't help you. Anyway, it was you his Lin-Manuel Miranda, another hit for him, apparently, wrote this, the pre-life of the guy who wrote Rent, and apparently he died before Rent, even the opening day. He had, like, a heart aneurysm, Chelsea said, something like that. But the movie was so anxiety-provoking for me, and I've had enough anxiety. It was so high open and constantly going and constantly going, and I went, I can't watch any more of this. But apparently everyone loves this movie. She's watched it four times. Did you like it? <laughs> I liked it. It's definitely a movie that you have to sit down and pay attention to watch it, to follow through with everything. Yes. We had it on, and Mom was making dinner and doing multiple things at a time, so she lost her way I a little bit. too. But I loved it, and it's filled with music and relationships, and there's a lot of different factors going on. The meaning behind why Rent was inspired of that specific storyline from his personal friends. I gotta um, look it up. I never saw it. It's just very cool. Tick, tick, boom. I saw something called Stand in Truth. And I almost text you to watch it. What a, what a movie. It turned my whole life upside down, inside down. It has so many plots, so many switches. Great movie. It's on HBO. Got to watch it. Murder and Mystery. I've got to say another violent movie. Well, it's a little violent. It's a little violent. Not too much. I have something to show you of what we talked about from earlier. All right, what let's see got? what we got. <laughs> What the hell is that? That's that is the, the potbelly pig. Remember, I talked about the vanilla wafers. Blow, blow that up so I can see it. Uh, Even make, bigger? Yeah, make it the whole. The whole. Uh, um, 
Well, I won't thing. lose your audio if That's I okay, you put won't. that over, right? No. Let's see. Let me figure that out. How to make it bigger. Hit yep, number one over the screen. I do it like that. All right, you still hear us? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. You're kissing a very strange animal. Do you see the cookie in her mouth? That though? is a pot belly pig. They're very large, weigh a bunch. They are not soft and fluffy like my cows. They're very coarse, bristly hair. And this was over by the pig racing. So if you come, they do it almost three or four times a day. They have a pig racing show. These gentlemen, I forget where they're from. They're from out of state, and they travel around from fair to fair. They, are, they do an excellent show. You would love them just for their announcing. They're big guys, and they have three different pig races. And these are the biggest boys that they race. Did that thing it take you right out of your mouth? They did. I have video, but I'd have to... How many times did you do that? I'd have to translate it over. That was the second one I did. I did it twice. Oh, Lord. That <laughs> was the tradition. So I couldn't kiss the little piglet. I had these guys... Actually, they were girls. I had these girls to kiss. Wow. She loves this, though. And I'm loving watching your clothes during the whole thing also. She's wearing a sweater. Yesterday was very cold. All you had was a sweater on. I have I have a warm shirt underneath. And by the end of the night, when it did drop even colder, I did have my other jacket to bundle up and stay warm. It was but very cold. How do you keep the chilly. crown on your head? Uh, special clips and pins. Different girls have different tactics. But in the middle, you'll notice that it's a Miss America crown for its four points. They all stand for a letter S of a certain core value. It's scholarship, style, success, and wait, and service. I set it out of order from how I usually remember them. And uh, in between the crown are two elastic bands. And so to keep it from bobbling on your head, I like using like the alligator snap clips. Other people will sometimes cut the elastics out and use pipe cleaners um, <laughs> as another trick, or pantyhose so that it fits on your head better. Pantyhose. Yes, tricks of the trade. The more you learn. A friend of mine I saw ran for Mrs. El Paso yesterday. Wow. She came first runner-up. Very nice. Cool. Mrs. El Paso. Mrs. El Paso. Yep. Interesting. So Mrs. I was Port Belly of Florida. I wonder if there's a Mrs. Mrs. Boca or Ms. Boca, uh, all kinds of things. There used to be somebody in Boca. We say. used to have a Miss Boca through our system, but unfortunately, I think the person who used to run it retired. But Now, the one that you gave up your crown for to, to run in this one was where? So I previously was Miss St. Petersburg, and I did break my contract when I competed this. You can only hold one title at a time, and uh, the competition has not taken place yet. So if you want to be the next Miss St. Petersburg, the title is open for anybody around the state, and that is going to take place in March. I want to say 17th on the top of my head, but if you go on Instagram and go to Miss St. Petersburg, I have all the information on there. So Are that's late because they that winner yes. is eligible for Miss Florida in June. Correct. So the first time I ever got involved with this program, when I first, very close. my it's very first time I did Miss Tallahassee, and I was brand new to the program, the competition was towards the end of March. So I really only had three months to get it together and go experience Miss Florida. Are so. you going to go and give the winner your, the crown? Um, we're working on it. I definitely am going to go to help and be there for the person who's crowned as my successor. I want to be there to root for her. you should be able to give up the crown. Um, yes, there's just a little bit of, um, I might have to go not as Miss St. Petersburg. I might have to go as Miss South Florida Fair because of that changeover. I want to do everything correctly. Yeah. So that way. 
everything's done. Did you nice. ever think when you were growing up that you would have the quintessential this? crown and sash? Absolutely not. I was not your girly girl growing up. I never played with Barbies. I never liked girly things. I even hated wearing skirts and dresses. So I used to have like an alter ego. During school, I was always the tomboy. I had I hung with the guys. I was always getting outside and dirty and running fast during recess. I loved pirates, all things boys and animals. And then when I did dance, that was like my secret life when I had to dress up and learn how to do my makeup and, you know, be glammed for stage performance. But when I got into college and you know, now that I've gotten older, I've embraced a little more of a feminine side of my style. But no, I still love that when I go to the fair as a queen, I'm in my good old jeans and I got to give a huge credit to your mom and your brother because your mom... I, and I'm going to talk to her because your mom is everyone who I would love to interview. And she's going to laugh and go, oh, no, not me. <laughs> but not will. because she's your mom, but because she is a single mom. She raised you and your brother. She did everything she had to do as a mom to raise two kids. And mm -hmm. to see the success that you both have achieved now is amazing. And it's a huge credit to her. A huge credit to you and your brother also. No, but, I give all but props for her to as, her. As a mom to do what she's done and continues to do for you guys is pretty spectacular and i think that's why it's also enjoyable that she has been able to come to the fair with me I, we put her right on the float with us to throw beads to the Aww. crowd so there's definitely an enjoyment too now to that she takes a lot of pride in um so i think just as much as i want that miss florida crown she also wants the mama florida title yeah it's awesome <laughs> but she deserves it too she's always worked at least two to three jobs uh just so that i could continue dancing and my brother can do his school and sports and she, she has gave up a lot of her for yes, you guys. She is the epitome of a hardworking mom. Now it's her turn. Yes. She needs to have fun. Now it's her turn to have some fun. Gubba is saying that give him five minutes. But not now. This was a long time ago. So we'll leave it for tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> well, for your mom, maybe Wednesday's brunch show. Because yeah. I definitely think we have to do a Wednesday brunch with Gubba. See what we've got um, on the menu for Wednesday. See how that rolls out. For when? Wednesday. You guys got Better Hair, Better You tonight? You got a big lineup tonight. I got that. I got Lou. I got the... Uh, Timeshare? Time oh, share. you want her to do that for you. And then I got... Voiceover? Oh, yeah, the voiceover. Yes, 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 yes. It take all of three minutes. All right, so let's end early. Um, well, she's, e she's eating at the moment. Let she her swallow eat. her sandwich. No, but we'll end early because I got to set up. So, so you've got Better Hair, Better You. You've got... You and your doctor with Lou, you've got a new timeshare show, and then you've got Fuego. Launch your business with... Launch your business with Lucky at 7.30. And, um, and you've got uh, DJ Ortiz will be there, I believe. DJ Ortiz will be there, too. Interesting. All you can say is just keep going. Do what you love to do. Support the South Florida Fair. For more information on any of your local pageants, I'm sure Alana would be more than happy to share that information with you. Yep. Next month is actually around the corner. There is a love club. They are putting on a special needs prom for the kids up at Dwyer High School. So if you want to get involved, donations, they're looking for prom dresses, tuxedos, decor. I heard a DJ actually is donating their time for the event. Do we have a phone number for that? Um, I can get you in touch with the counselor uh, who's helping run at Miss Jennifer Zanardi up at Dwyer High School. Yeah, we gotta put a banner together for them. And you can find them on Instagram at Dwyer Love Club. There you go. All right, have a great afternoon, everyone. For more information on Kids Save, very, very important. It is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. This month in January, you can go to Kids 
kidsafefoundation.org or for curriculum, learn.kidsafefoundation.org. Have a great day. Bundle up. It's beautiful outside. And we'll see you tomorrow. Don't, 9 a.m. drive time. And don't be late. Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show's over, the Broken Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the last from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring you more good cheer next time. You can follow the Broken Cafe on Facebook at the Broken Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. We'll see you next time. In the cold and sleepless nights, I wait for you to bring me back to life. In my electric eyes, it doesn't mean that time can pick in every single breath. I want to unfreeze my heart and fly away That's why I want to save Your moons and craters Open up my eyes Waterfalls of Freeze my heart and we could fly